Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and does not contain or replace your own financial, tax, legal, or financial product advice. Hello, Australia. Welcome to My Millennial Answers. I'm Glenn James and you are... John Fidget. And we do these episodes, you know, we've got a lot of questions that come in. So, we add them to the question bank. If you send in a question by the website, they'll just get added to the question bank. The first one, from Anonymous, I have a decent deposit saved and now looking to buy a two-bedroom unit to live in. I currently live with my mum, but I'm wondering if it would be a good idea to move out and rent my own place for six to 12 months to prove to lenders and myself that I'm able to put, to make regular payments or am I better off staying at home and saving until I find a place to buy? Stay. All right. Next question. So, I think anonymous, what I'd probably be doing is staying with your mum if it's a okay living environment, all that, and just running a budget. And talk to them like you've got a decent deposit. So, you know, even if you speak to a mortgage broker and actually say, look, how much can I borrow and what will the cost be? Even over the next couple of months, run your budget based as if you were paying um, a mortgage. Mm. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, to prove to yourself, the best way to prove to yourself is to get a bloody home, live in it, and you'll be getting billed each month from the bank. You're going to prove to yourself pretty fast. Oh, it's going to be a shock. Yeah. Just just tell yourself a different story. Like the cost of moving out, 500 a week, 25 grand a year, no tax benefits, like just, yeah, stay at home. Yeah. But I mean, we don't know how old Anonymous is, you know, if they're 35, might be time to move out. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I'm not making social comments, but I think just run a budget based on what a mortgage would cost you. Yeah, from what I'm hearing is I've got the option to stay at home mm. or move out. Mm. I'm happy to stay at home, so let's stay at home. Mm. But then that's the question. Does Anonymous buy an investment property while they're still living at home? Yeah, well, that's... Like that's they've, the, they've got a decent deposit saved. Yeah, and that's a classic rent vesting scenario, isn't it? Mm. Low costs in your own life and then build your Because assets. I'd probably say if you are going to stay at home for another couple of years and you've got the cash flow to buy an investment property, you just want to make sure that, you know, again, run a, a bit of a budget based on if you had that investment property and had to move out as well and pay market rates rent. Yes. So, you just yeah. want to run some scenarios just to see how it stacks up. Totally, yeah. Siobhan asks, in one of your very early episodes, you mentioned rent shouldn't be more than 30% of your pay. Uh, hers is 50% and she's struggling to find a job with a higher income. Any tips? It's not what you earn, it's what you keep. Well, so basically, I, as a guide, like to say no more than 30% of your net income on accommodation. Mm -hmm. So, that's rent, mortgage repayments, um, not including like insurances and rates, but mm -hmm. just the actual payment. Yeah. The reason why you, you start getting over that, like 20 to 25 is ideal yeah. as well. 
I mean, zero is ideal if you you owned a place outright. Um, But what you need to just be aware of, over 40%, you technically move into mortgage stress land. Mm. So when they when they look at people in mortgage stress or rent stress, they usually look around the 40% mark. Yeah. So while, you know, 50%, it might be okay in the very, very, very short term, but longer term, a couple of things are going to happen. You're going to get behind with your other bills. You're going to end up in debt because you're going to want to do stuff and you can't afford it. Yeah. So... You're struggling to find a job with a higher income. Any tips? Well, I would personally think you need to go, okay, in three months' time or whatever, two months, six months, whatever that is, go, if I if my situation doesn't change, either higher income or I fall into a cheaper place to rent or something, I have to actively get the hell out of there. Yeah. If you want long-term prosperity in your life. Yeah. And I'm not saying this is happening with uh, said person, but generally speaking, when someone says, I want a higher income, it's maybe not the higher income they need. It's a discretionary spending that's the issue. Yeah, but if you're spending 50% of your net on rent. Yeah, which you could argue some of that is discretionary because you don't actually need to maybe spend that much. So if you're spending 50%, a lot of your life, I would argue, would be compromised. So it it comes back to what you value most. Mm. If you value paying that and and happy with where your life is, then great. But if you're not, I, I don't know if searching for a higher income is a solution because we might always be chasing our tail. We adjust to the new norm. Yeah, I kind of see it. And again, this is just fun to hypothesize. Um, Siobhan, she might be renting a one better unit in a capital city. And I'd hope it's in a capital yeah. city, Bondi like. Yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. And she's got that, things were going all right. And then she's heard the podcast and she's like, oh, wow, I'm spending way more than, you know, the guy that yeah. Glenn gives. Yeah. One, mine's just a guide and you can do what you want. but. Yeah just in coaching people and helping people and assisting people through with their money stuff, yeah. we've found that the less that you spend on rent or mortgage repayments, the more chance that you've got for one, a better quality of life elsewhere yeah, in your life. And two, the more chance that you can start to build wealth for your future. Yeah. Even if she, if she has come from that scenario that you mentioned and she drops it to 40, mm. you... She peels off 5% for savings and 5% mm. increases her lifestyle. But, but I mean, it's going to be tight anyway. So again, I think it's more of a, I would set a three month, whatever that is and go, something's got to change by this time, whether that's um, a temporary side hustle or I do some education and um, upskill so I can get a higher income. I don't know, but. Yeah. I just worry when someone says I need a higher income. Yeah. It's just funny. It's like, I don't see it. Because if if this person's on forty grand a year, which is you know minimum wage, perhaps mm. forty five grand a year, living in a capital city, well, yeah, you need a higher income if you want yeah. that quality of life. Yes, but if it's I need a higher income because I need to buy more Gucci handbags or Gucci socks, that's where your point is that's valid. That's my point. Yeah, because yeah. I've seen 
combined family incomes of two, three hundred K and they still need higher incomes. Oh yeah. I want a higher income. Yeah. Kath- Nate does as well. Yeah. <laughs> Kathleen asks, I'm struggling to pay off a credit card and interest is high, but I can't get a new credit card to do a transfer at the moment. What do I do? Don't so she do can't that. she can't pay- balance transfer. Pay it off. Well, I think you can't do anything other than acknowledge that Kathleen, your reason for living with respect and dignity and all that. I've got to be a lot softer, John, because we get complaints that I'm okay, too I'll, harsh. I'll, do you want me to be hard? Your reason for living, Kathleen, financially, your reason for living financially is to pay down that credit card. Yeah. That's your sole financial reason for living. Now, that might be I've got debt, I need a side hustle or I need to work part-time after hours or something just to smash that debt. Because the problem is, Kathleen, when you're in debt and you get a balance transfer, the interest rate isn't actually your problem. No. It's the capital repayments. It's the fact that you've overspent mm. and it needs to be paid off. Sure, yeah. the interest rate's a factor, yes. Yeah. But we don't want you to move the debt to somewhere else thinking that you've done something where you haven't done anything, you've just moved the debt. We need to change our behavior. Yeah. We need to get uh, dialed in, encouraged, and your reason for living is to pay off the credit card and to know that going forward, consumer debt hasn't blessed you to date. No. Yeah, it's a it's a feather brick truck moment where you've you've got to learn from it and pay for it the hard way and you'll learn from it and be a better person as a result and not get yourself into that position again. What's the feather brick truck? So the feather brick truck concept is... What weighs more, a ton of bricks or a ton of feathers? No, no. So something happens to me in my life Mm. and it it sort of gave me a brush with a feather. It's like, oh, that hurt or that that sort of woke me up a little bit. If I didn't do anything about it, the brick could hit me next, which hits me a bit harder. Right. And And then again, if I don't do anything and change my ways, the truck rolls me over. Well, mm. yeah, I'd rather get um, hit with a feather. Feather's a bit lighter, isn't it? Chloe asks, are offset accounts worth it? 100%. Yeah. So just explain why it's worth it, John. So interest is calculated daily. So if you've got a dollar sitting in your offset account against your debt, the interest is calculated a dollar less than what your actual loan amount is, right? So let's ramp it up a little bit. I've got 200000 as a loan and I've got 10000 sitting in my offset account. My interest is calculated daily on 190000 not 200000 So I'm saving the interest of $10,000 in that example. And it's the ultimate flexibility, isn't it? Yeah, so I don't need to pay down the loan but paying down the loan by 10000 would be effectively doing the same thing from an interest point of view. Mm. The, the beauty of the offset is I can take that money and go and buy more assets with it, right? Not go and buy more holidays, but go and do something with it that's going to further my wealth. And I don't have to put my hand up to the bank and say, bank, can I have that $10,000 back? Mm. So... Mm. Uh, yeah, it's the ultimate flexibility tool. I think it's magnificent. Yeah. And there's a lot of banks, and it used to be only CBA, there's a lot of banks now that have multiple offsets without any charge, which is awesome. Yeah. And I think it's kind of replacing the old product of a redraw. Redraw, yeah. And 
I guess the advantage is an offset. You're not committing the money to the loan and then moving it out of the home yeah. and buying an investment property and being seen as tax evasion or doing mm. something cute like that. Yeah. Like shuffling the debt to claim a tax deduction. Yeah. Where if it was in an offset account, the money's never been paid down on the mortgage. No. It's just sat in a separate account. Oh, by the way, that's linked and we won't charge you interest on the loan. But if you've got 20 grand in the offset account, you won't see an interest credit into that account. No. So there you have it. Hey, thanks for watching and listening to My Millennial Answers. I'm Glenn James. This is John Pigeon. Thank you, guys. See you later. Bye. If you're after personal financial advice, this podcast is not for you. But if you do want a financial advisor or mortgage broker to talk with about your own personal situation, head over to sortyourmoneyout.com, click get help, and we'll put you in touch with one of our trusted professionals. This podcast supports A21, a charity focused on abolishing slavery and human trafficking all over the world. Check out a21.org.au for more info. If you want some other giving options, or if you are unsure about which charity you can support, head to the lifeyoucansave.org.au Thanks to Jess Knaus, producer, Nathan Robertson, editor, and me, Asher. Anyway, make sure you're connected via Instagram and our free Facebook group. We also film most of our content now, so check out My Millennial Money on YouTube.